everyone, and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. There is a lot happening over here right now. I hardly even know where to begin. But I think first, I just wanted to thank you guys for being so open to the spiritual direction that this podcast has taken. This podcast has been out for almost a year. We're coming up on a year in early November, which is so exciting. We're at episode 54, 55. I think this is episode 55, which is obviously an angel number, obviously a lucky number, which is not a surprise because today's guest, Sheena Manina, is all about spirituality, synchronicities, angel numbers, Pleiadians, all of the things that I am so into and deeply connected to at this stage in my spirituality and in my life. But I really wanted to thank you guys for being so open to the topics that I've been talking about on this podcast. I started Soul on Fire with the intention of talking to people in the wellness world, talking to CEOs, people who have built really successful brands to learn about what sets their souls on fire and how they gain the confidence to pursue what it is that they've done with their life. And somehow, because there are no coincidences in this life, talking about all of that stuff and talking to all of those people who built brands and businesses based off of following their hearts eventually led me down the path of realizing that our manifestation power is so huge. We are all so deeply connected to our own intuitions and we all have the power to raise our vibration and live a happier, more divinely guided life. So as you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I have interviewed kundalini teachers, Reiki masters, shamans, acupuncturists, Ayurvedic practitioners, you name it, you can find it here. So if you're new to this podcast, that's just a couple things that you can expect. And I'm really happy to have you here. And I just think that you guys are the coolest listeners and I feel really lucky. And of course, there's always going to be the wellness component to this podcast. I'm still interested in nutrition. I love having experts on from Kelly Levesque, who is an amazing holistic nutritionist and close friend of mine, to Mark Sisson, who I had on last week, who is such an expert in paleo, primal, keto living, but he also has such a balanced approach, which is ultimately so important and something that I think we should all remember at all times just to listen to our own bodies and how powerful that is. So that's something that today's guest talks about quite a bit. I love her outlook on food, her food philosophy. We will tap into that in today's episode with her. And I also just wanted to take a second to give you guys the background on how Sheena and I got connected. So when I started talking about some of this more spiritual stuff on Soul on Fire, from the Pleiadian Collective to just tapping deeper into my intuition, to speaking to non-physical beings, and just kind of knowing how vast the universe is and diving deep into those conversations with you guys. I had an amazing listener named Gabriella. Shout out to Gabriella. Tell me to find Sheena's podcast, which is called Raw Talk with Sheena. And truth be told, I had already heard of Sheena's podcast because I listened to a dear friend of hers, Stassi Schroeder's podcast. Many of you may recognize Stassi's name by 
Vanderpump Rules, the reality show that she's on, or maybe from her podcast, Straight Up with Stassi. So I had heard Stassi mention Sheena's name a couple of times. So I was really interested when Gabriella, my listener, told me to check out Sheena's podcast, that she talked about the Pleiadians and that she's an energy healer. And she has this amazing thing called the Basic Witch Super Course, which By the way, she has offered an amazing discount code too for you guys, and it's the only discount code that they're doing on the whole entire internet, so I feel very honored, and you guys should feel very honored and lucky because this is a really, really good deal for what is sure to be an incredible, very authentic, divinely guided course that I'm so excited about. But back to how I got connected to Sheena. So I started listening to her podcast, was deeply, deeply immersed immediately in everything that she talked about. I felt like she was a long lost soul sister, someone who I would totally be friends with. I decided to send her a message, an email, and tell her that I would love to have her on the podcast. And of course, because timing is a beautiful thing and there are no coincidences in this universe, it turns out that Sheena had a trip booked to LA shortly after I emailed her. And she said she would love to come on the podcast and talk to me. So that was really special and really exciting because it's actually kind of rare that I put myself out there to ask people that I've never met before to come on my podcast, someone who I'm becoming a fan of and feel really excited by and interested by. So it was a huge honor that she said that she would come on and she came over and you guys, she glows from the inside out. She is such a radiant person. I don't even know how else I can put it. She is just deeply authentic. She's so spiritually connected and she's so comfortable with who she is. One of the first things she told me was, oh, Jordan, I don't speak normal English or I'm really bad at English and English is my first language. So I make up words, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm finally home with someone who gets it because I do the same thing where I get so excited about what I'm saying that I just have to make up words sometimes or certain words escape me. And I have this valley girl voice that people always comment on. So I just felt so connected to Sheena right away. And another really cool thing that Sheena does is she has a juice bar in New Orleans. So if you're from that area of the US or if you live close and have access to it, I would highly recommend checking out Raw Republic, her juice bar. And they also have an event space, which is where they hold the Basic Witch Super Course. So this year, their super course is taking place from October 20th to the 22nd. And I would be there in an absolute heartbeat if Laura, my big sister from Alpha Phi from college, was not getting married that weekend in Palm Springs, but she is. And I'm very excited, Laura, to be in your wedding, the first wedding I've ever been in. Very special. But the Basic Witch Super Course is created and facilitated by Sheena and her co-host and dear friend of her podcast, Amberly Carter. So it's a life-changing weekend and it's consciously designed to bring you back into your own unique power. So everything from meditation and energy healing to nutrition and release work to just being inspired to dig deep into what has held you back from manifesting your most joyful life. Those are some of the things that you'll focus on in the Basic Witch Super Course. 
It's a weekend of total empowerment. It's intended to help you deprogram and connect back to your true authentic self to help you create a new reality in your relationships, your career, your health, and your everyday life experience. And it sounds truly amazing. So the code that Sheena has set up that she has been so kind to share and create for you guys is TBBXBASICWITCH. And that will give you $99 off of the entire course. So you can find that course on their Mind Body site, which is going to be in the show notes. So it'll make it really easy for you. You can head to basicwitch.net slash supercourse, click on it. It'll take you to the Mind Body site and just use code TBBXBASICWITCH. So that's capital TBB as in the Balanced Blonde, X Basic Witch, and Honestly, you guys, I'm jealous of you. (laughs) If you sign up and you get to do this course, you have to send me live photos and videos and I want to know everything because I am just so excited to hear how this goes and I want to be a part of it next year because it sounds like something that I need and something that is deeply exciting to me. So a couple of other details about Sheena. She is an energy healer and her and Amber Lee also do energy healing sessions which can be done online and in person and she dives deep in this episode to explain to us what those energy sessions are all about, how she was trained, et cetera, et cetera. Her relationship with the Pleiadians and And I honestly, I'm just going to be real with you guys. I kind of want to stop talking right now. And I just want to dive into the episode because it's really good. And it's one that I've been excited about for a really long time. So before we dive into the episode, I wanted to take a couple of minutes to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Prep Dish. Prep Dish is an amazing healthy meal delivery service that has lots of different yummy options for you that will make creating food and making dinners for yourself, lunches, whatever you please, really easy and really efficient. So I really like that. As you guys know, I'm always on the go. I'm constantly trying to get better about making all my meals at home. And I would say I'm finally doing a pretty good job at it. I've been completely grain-free and completely sugar-free for about a month and a half. And Yes, that was partially inspired by Mark Sisson the first time I talked to him for this podcast. And Prep Dish helps make that really easy. So they have a lot of different options. They have paleo options, which I've been ordering. They have gluten-free and dairy-free options and lots and lots of yummy foods on their site. They even offer a printable grocery list, which I really like. And they have easy-to-follow instructions that make things really easy. So on the day that you actually go to prep and make the dish, it's just as simple as could possibly be, which is amazing. The other cool thing about them is that they are a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So when you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. So after only a couple hours of prepping on the weekend, if you spend the couple hours prepping, I don't, but that's suggested by them and that's an option, then you'll have all of your meals ready for the whole entire week. You'll save time and you'll have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables. So good. Or turkey and zucchini lasagna, which is also delicious. Another favorite of mine. And the founder, Allison, who's so sweet, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. So you really can't beat that. Go to prepdish.com slash blonde for this amazing deal. Two free weeks of 
food. That's like so awesome. And I'm so honored to be offering that to you guys. So honored that Prep Dish offered this. So again, that's prepdish.com slash blonde for your first two weeks completely free. I feel like this is a no-brainer, guys. Very exciting. And just use the word blonde at checkout. So that's capital B-L-O-N-D-E and it does have to be fully capitalized. So this saves a lot of time in the kitchen, makes your life so much easier, so much more organized, especially for people like me who are always on the go or friends of mine who are moms or any anyone who feels like they don't have enough time in their day, which I know is so very many of us, all of my friends, pretty much everyone who means a lot to me. And this stuff is easy. So it's healthy, easy, makes your life better. You really can't beat all of that. So head to prepdish.com slash blonde and check it all out. I really, really like all of their paleo dishes and depending on your preferences, they have a lot of options. So check it out. Thanks Prepdish for sponsoring. And now we will go ahead and dive into the episode with Sheena. Guys, I am sitting here with a very exciting guest. Her name is Sheena Manina. You may be familiar with her from her podcast, Raw Talk with Sheena. She also has a healing course. It's kind of an energy course. I'll have her talk about it called the Basic Witch Healing Course, which I love for so many reasons, but we'll get there. And she has a juice bar called Raw Republic in New Orleans. And I'm lucky enough to have her sitting here with me in LA because synchronistic things happen <laughs> when you reach out to people who you want to meet. And she was coming to LA like two weeks after I reached out. And here we are. So Sheena, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. You're so amazing. And I'm so happy to be here too. And just as we were talking about, yes, everything that's supposed to happen happens easily and effortlessly when you're just in the flow and allowing it to happen. So I'm so happy to be here. Me too. Sheena just stepped off a plane, you guys, and she looks <laughs> like flawless. No, she I don't. Is, she totally does. Her skin is glowing. She's so put together. You're so sweet. I travel in full-on workout clothes <laughs> and like don't like to see anybody at all when I first land somewhere. So let me tell you what it is. It's the new RMS palette. I don't know if you use RMS, no, the makeup, but, but it's should. a palette with bronzer, illuminizer, and a pink lipstick, which makes everyone look alive. I've been staring at it. Like I've been staring at your pink lips. And I did it in the car on the way here. So I have no idea what it looks like, Jordan. So thank you for affirming that I look okay and put together. You're so sweet. No, you do. You look amazing. (laughs) Okay. RMS. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. An amazing clean makeup line. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Clean makeup. Yay. I don't wear that much makeup, as you can probably tell. And I, like, you don't, don't need to. I put on makeup. But eh, I'm good that way. Yes. I'm always like hopping to a sweaty class. Yes. And it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. But I like what you're wearing. Thank you. Yes. So we have so much to talk about from yeah, let's get into energy it. healing to channeling <laughs> to we were just talking about manifesting and all of that amazing stuff. So I've heard you ask people this on your podcast Mm -hmm. before, so I'm going to turn it on you. Instead of first telling us what you do, Mm -hmm. tell us what you like to do. It is a good question, and it's it's something that stumps you kind of on the initial. So let me think. What do I like to do? I like to be in the moment and to accept the inspiration 
as it comes. So for me, that looks like, it could look like anything, Jordan. Like sometimes it's get on a plane and go somewhere. Sometimes it's go on a walk with my dog. Sometimes it's watch Housewives on TV. I mean, really, I don't want to pretend that I'm anything that I'm not. And so what feels really good for me is discovering who I am in every moment. And that's something that's ever changing and something that I constantly have to tune into. But it's something that feels so good, especially after such a long period of time of doing what I thought I should be doing. I feel like I'm stepping into a place in my life where I'm creating what I want. And even though I thought that I was doing that for so long, what I like doing really is just discovering that because I really... I would say that I've worked too much over the course of my life. I've tried to be too perfect over the course of my life. I've tried to be too successful too fast over the course of my life. And so just allowing and having fun and doing whatever comes into my field, that's what's been really amazing recently. I love That's a lame answer. No. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like the least lame answer you could ever give. I can relate to that on so many levels from working too much to just kind of doing what you think you should be doing Mm -hmm. or as we were talking about before we started recording, being really into kind of the wellness, fitness, health side of things versus the full body lifestyle, mind, body, spirit, wellness. Um, And I feel like you're definitely on that path and helping so many people. And what I love about the way that you help people is that you really blend spirituality with being just like a a quote unquote basic, normal, down to earth person slash girl or guy. (laughs) And I love that because I feel like all this spiritual stuff can be so hard for people to grasp and kind Mm -hmm. of a turn off because it can often be presented in a really outdated way, I yes. would say. Yes, in a very, um, it, it makes you kind of feel like you're segregated from the world sometimes when you are researching this information or you are going to the places that, you know, are spiritual places. For I remember being in New York seven years ago, learning the juicing business and going to yoga studios and going to juice bars and things like that. And I just remember feeling like I couldn't access the conversation. Like there were people above me who didn't care to kind of break it down to something in in terms that I could understand and in ways that I could apply it to my life. And so it's really become my mission to not tell people what to do, but to help people discover what that spirituality looks like for them. And in whatever way it does, I approve. Like that's the the entire point for me is being a a guide that is non-judgmental and um and someone that can allow and hold space in a way that can be fun. You know, I don't think that we're in a place anymore where you need to meditate for thirty days on the top of a hill in the middle of India to reach some sort of expansiveness. I think that we're in a place where that frequency and that vibration is very accessible. It's it's more so just about finding it in relation to your life. And so I teach people all the time a lot of way a lot of times that route is the route to what is joyful for you. And so I think that that makes it easy and I think it makes it something that you can actually conversate about. 
And by the way, I have no, like my English is not good. Even though it's my first language, I make up words. So Me too. Just be okay with that, Jordan. I Don't love Don't feel that. uncomfortable if I make up a word and you know it. Okay, same. Because you're a writer. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Okay, I heard you talk about that one time on your podcast, like making fun of yourself for, is that a word or is that a phrase? And I love it. Or, or actually, I also heard you say that someone had like, written into you about it. And of course people do. People have all sorts of opinions and they do to me too. And when I first started this podcast, things that I do that people who know me are so aware of and I'm so aware of became, well, I became so much more aware of it. Let's just say it that way because people would point it out to me. The Valley Girl voice, I have it. (laughs) California Girl, I make up words. I, I would say I'm a much more eloquent writer Mm-hmm. than speaker, although I do write exactly how I speak. So I'm not sure how that happens, but somehow it does. And I just appreciate that because I feel like it's authentic. You're just who Absolutely. you are. If you think too much about what you're going to say and you don't use the word that you wanted to use, even if you made it up, then it's less authentic. You use something else. Absolutely. It diminishes exactly what you're saying. Like you're, you're trying to portray just an energy. I say this all the time, like we're just trying to communicate energy and oftentimes we have to break it down into physicality. And so we're actually limiting the experience by like condensing it into a word. So sometimes, especially when you're really connected to yourself and you're feeling as you are, you know, and you're kind of in the flow, that energy is coming through very quickly. And so it's, it's hard to transcribe that I guess through words as fast and so whatever who cares like you you can definitely your listeners can feel your energy and your vibration and what you're trying to remit and so it's it's kind of irrelevant which words you use I think in my opinion completely with you I absolutely love that I think that's why I've always liked writing more than speaking at Mm -hmm. first now I mean I love you know talking and I obviously love having a podcast but I was always drawn to sharing with people via writing because like things like you were saying go through me so fast through my head so Mm -hmm. fast and I can just type like a machine Mm -hmm. like a robot you can't talk that way because it (laughs) would be crazy but yeah the authenticity thing Mm -hmm. is huge yeah I love that I was saying too like when we first started that that's something where I didn't have to read all of your blog posts or all of your Instagram posts to know that that's how you're communicating authentically. And that's what what I love about you. And I was saying that earlier. It's so nice. I think you're cool. I feel the same way about you. The moment that someone, Gabriella, if she, if you're listening to this podcast, Gabriella, someone who listens to the podcast told me to check out your podcast. I've probably listened to every episode since then. Oh my gosh. I was just like, this You're girl amazing. is so cool. Thank you we for saying so that. We are so on the same wavelength. We are. And it's not every day that you hear a young, fun person talking about <laughs> channeling and energy work and having yeah. Wendy Kennedy on your podcast. And yep. for people listening, she's... Um, How would you describe her? You're having her on again. Wendy Kennedy is a channeler of the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective. So she is someone who has defined what comes through her energetically. Um, She's been able to communicate with this collective to understand where they're coming from in terms of their location spatially and also um, (laughs) the type of... um, being, I guess, being that they want to be known as, which is the Palladians. So many people, I feel, 
who are, like we were saying, in the flow and authentically connected to themselves are channeling something, most likely. We're not just logical robotic beings that are responding to our physicality. We are something that's communicating with the world energetically, and we're very clearly communicating with something spiritually. And so when you're in that connected place where you're open to that, many of us are channeling. We just really don't recognize it as such. So she is someone who does it um, as this has been a part of her life for 20 years. And I was attracted to her because what I found is that I really needed support in my life in so many ways. And there were very few people in my community, very few people that I could find who I felt could support me on my journey because there were, you know, like there are nutritionists, there are dietitians, there are therapists, there are psychiatrists. And yet from my experience, there wasn't someone who combined all of those things to a place where I understood that I was the authority in all those realms, and I could actually guide myself if someone helped to turn me back inward. And so once I kind of gained that understanding, I was able to begin teaching it. A lot of that is the process of manifestation, and a lot of that is the process of unlearning that which we thought to be true. So it's kind of a two-part, you know, to make something happen, you have to believe that it can, and, and to believe that it can, you have to dismiss the belief that it can't. And so a lot of beliefs come into that and things like that, but... Yes, letting go of the doubt, that's the hugest part, and... People can tell you that Mm -hmm. time and time again to let go of the doubt, but you kind of have to just do it yourself and then see what happens to believe the power of it or at least jump in. That's how I feel about manifesting. And Mm -hmm. I told you my manifesting story, which I'll tell so soon on the podcast. And it's nuts how... It's not. It's so next level, Jordan. You're going to inspire so many people to jump just from telling that story. It's not. It's, it's crazy. wonderful. But it's but how could you expect how could you not expect? Because you know. Right. Well, now I, I know more and more so even mm-hmm. the power of it, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how you got onto this spiritual path because as we were kind of discussing before we started recording, we were both and still are very into health and wellness and treating our bodies really well with food and exercise. And I think for a lot of people that's the first piece, being well, being good to yourself, mm-hmm. being kind to yourself. And then for some of us, we realize there's a whole other world out there of being kind to yourself and mm-hmm. treating yourself well, getting to know yourself, living your best life that doesn't have anything to do really with food. Right. So how did it take, uh, how did it go from all about food and wellness yes. to everything else? Well, so as you mentioned, I have a juice bar in New Orleans and it was the first cold pressed juice bar to open in the state of Louisiana. That's so cool. So it was an amazing process of learning and learning about business, but also feeling very young in the game, feeling like I had to prove myself and things like that. So I, like you, felt that I needed the support of a community. I felt that, um, you know, the vegan plant-based community was and, and was going to be my support moving forward. And so I felt 
quite fearful in doing something other than what that community thought that I should be doing. And so I fell into the traps, much like yourself, of um, defining myself, saying that, you know, I'm plant-based, I'm drinking green juice until 5 p.m., and then having, you know, a kale salad for dinner. I, too, come from a background of eating disorders and things like that. And so there just got to be a point where I recognized that I didn't know what made me happy and I didn't know what my body needed. Instead, I was just following what I what someone else thought that my body needed. And so that conversation then brings into, into frame, well, are there other things that I'm doing that someone else is defining? And that was true in the way that I ran my life and the way that I ran my business and the way that I thought my relationship should be. And so I think what happened is that I experienced such contrast to happiness, which was just such a long-standing period of anxiety and fear. And just like, I mean, it really, it was like, why do this? Why? I mean, you know, there's no benefit to living this way. There's, and so I kind of made an agreement with myself and said, like, if I can't do this in a way that makes me happy, I'm not going to do it. And once you kind of flip the switch in some way, you kind of just start behaving differently. If you can't begin organizing and creating a life that makes you happy, you you can see like kind of all the ways that that is playing into your life. And so you just, I don't know, it just, it builds up to a place where you can't look away. And for me, that's what it was. I was so afraid that I was going to fail. I was so afraid that someone was going to judge me. I was so afraid that I wasn't doing something right by someone else's standards. And so... Um, I needed support and I found it in connecting with myself and finding people who helped me do that. And, and in a lot of ways, those became the people who I connect with now who are channelers, which I know sounds weird to a lot of people, but they are receiving information of a higher source, of a source that's that's outside of us, let's say, you know? I, it's it's very hard to define exactly what's happening through that process, but I think what I do know is that they are consistently guiding us to a place of happiness. And the ones that I resonate with do do that. And then there are some that, that don't. And so I kind of just allow that information to go. But yeah, and, and I kind of use that as a, a way to gauge where I receive other information as well. So you know, whether I'm inspired to learn about business one day or like certain business practices, like the person that I'm researching and the information that I'm researching has to feel good. It has to feel exciting when I'm reading it and and researching it and um, being immersed in it. And I kind of am just using that as a compass for other aspects of my life. And it's been amazing. And it's, it's helping to raise my vibration to a place where I feel now so much more comfortable expanding. And doing more. That's so cool. So that was a long-winded answer to like something. I don't even remember the question. I know. The question was, how did you begin with the spirituality, which is what what you told us. And how long ago was that, that you shifted? Well, I mean, you know, I think that this has always been a part of who I am. Definitely. We're all spiritual beings. And so we've seen glimpses of it through the course of our life. I've always known that I was different and reacted to the world differently. And so 
I can't say that there was a particular time when it shifted, but I would say that the stress of a business brought me to my knees to a place where I had to, I had to jump in. I couldn't just dabble anymore. I had to live and learn how to live an inspired life that felt good to me. So cool. So that was kind of like one of my next questions was, have you always felt this way? And I love that you have. And I have also, and I'm interested to hear how that played out for you, like with your family and friends, because being different is, it's such an interesting thing. I mean, for you, it seems mostly, hopefully that it's mostly been positive because it seems like you, you do have a great relationship with your friends and family that you've known for a long time. And I do too. And people always kind of viewed me as like a highly sensitive person. If you've Mm -hmm. heard of the whole HSP thing and I haven't. Oh, okay. So <laughs> is that highly they, sensitive person? Yeah. So you're definitely a highly sensitive person, which is amazing. I think mm-hmm. all people who are quite intuitive are highly sensitive, mm-hmm. but there's a book. I'll tell you about it before you leave. It's called The Highly Sensitive Person. And it's all about being highly sensitive and taking in information in a different way. Well, something like one in five people are highly sensitive, some much more than others. And I first learned that I was that um, like three or four years ago and it changed everything for me because I could finally have kind of this explanation for, well, this is why not only am I sensitive emotionally, I'm sensitive, my my body is sensitive, my stomach is sensitive, my skin is extremely sensitive, um, sensitive to smells, to touch, to the outside world, certain noises will like kill me, alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. everything. And from what I gather from you, you can probably relate to that. Oh my goodness. uh Yes. Whether it's a highly sensitive thing or just like being deeply in tune with your vibration and who you are and how that matches with outside frequencies. It's really interesting. It's so interesting. And I like how you described what it was because that's exactly the way that it feels for me. And what happens is I'm being called more and more by my intuitive knowing and my intuitive sense to retreat and restore and be alone. And, and, um, in a way that is not, I, I don't think that most people would view it as being odd. I think that a lot of creative people over the course of time have been traditionally, you know, they've had that time where they've been, you know, in a cabin in the woods or they've been in a cave or they've been in a place where they can just be in their experience of creating. And today, because we're so connected, there's a sense that that never stops and that without that consciousness to disconnect, we're always connected to the outside world. And so, yes, I definitely resonate with that, exactly what you're saying. And so my boyfriend and I moved actually 50 minutes away from my business. And so the drive is over water. Um, It puts me spatially in a place that's away from work. And it's also surrounded by a lot of trees and things like that. And it was for that exact reason that Yes, like I cannot, I cannot operate like many people can. I couldn't live in the city, also work in the city and just always be in city mode. I had to have that sort of experience of reclusion 
daily. And for a long period of time, you know, I didn't have that. And so I can see the contrast and the difference and how much it serves me energetically in a creative sense. Like I can create so much more from a place of contentment. And yes, like being different has always been me, but I think, you know, kind of the structures of the world kind of made it feel like I just had to conform during certain periods of my life, which I'm sure you knew, Mm -hmm. high school, college, like, and then entering the business world. Like, it's a process of learning to do what you think you're expected to do. And so now I'm just, I'm dismissing that with just constant reconnection to myself and asking myself what I need. And that usually gives me the answer of, yes, you need, of course, like you're being inspired to go home and take a bath. That's exactly what you need. Or you're being inspired to go to a meditation class or a yoga class. That's exactly what you need. I almost never need to go out me too. and drink. That's yes. just not my thing. Yes. And, and I know the feeling of like you and I were both like so happy to connect with one another because it is sort of the rarity that we have that like this is my entertainment it me is. too yeah this I is, love it this is my social life yes <laughs> and I like it that way but me I too. know how different it is yes I mean most of my friends um at least people friends from high school childhood college mm-hmm. their social life is of course going out drinking they get so excited when I will go out and do that with them as I totally used to all the time. <laughs> but they also love and respect who I've become and who I've grown into, which as you're saying, I think I've I've always been and it would have been kind of awesome to always know that. I think it would have put me on such an interesting path. Um, I think frequently about that because being in college, which is such a good experience, I think for so many people to just live that life and be independent from your parents for the first time. That was such a contrast to my life now. Like I was a partier. I lived in a house with six people. I obviously school was really rigorous and all that kind of stuff. So to come out of that and to start my blog and to really just start to embrace who I am and how much I like to be alone like when I can and I like to be with people too, but I love that reclusion and to create and to just take a bath and read and meditate and be with Hudson, who you've now met (laughs) and all the things that I love. Yeah. It would have been so interesting looking back, not that I regret anything, but to have kind of done things differently and see where that would have taken me. Yeah. I often do the same thing and but I can but I think that the contrast is necessary I think that going through all the things that our life has taken us through is definitely purposeful and we'll never cease to experience that contrast to what we want there will always be a reference to knowing what feels good because of what didn't feel good and that's a good thing and that brings us closer and closer to finding that I think um, but yeah, oh my God, college was a waste of four years of my life. I say that all the time. What did I do that yeah. was beneficial for me? Um, but if I had to say, it was just learning what I'm not. And what yeah, I'm not is, is someone who goes with the the group and the crowd, I guess, you know? Yes, 100%. So I like that. I like the whole outlook on... I mean, because you you drink, but not often. Is that how you are with alcohol, or do you not drink? I 
If I had to say the last time I drank, I honestly probably couldn't tell you. It's just not something I like to, it doesn't make me feel good right now. Next month, I'm totally open to like, maybe I'll crave some something. I don't know, yeah. like a vodka <laughs> something. I don't know. Right. But like at this moment, it's not something that I'm craving. Yes, that is such a good way to put it. You're definitely speaking to me right now. People so rarely understand this unless they're totally sober for other reasons, which I so respect also. It's a hard thing to find someone who just chooses not to drink, but also is sort of open to it, like open to the fluctuations of maybe you you might. Yeah, no more hard lines, Jordan. Yeah, no more labels, I know. Well, you don't even know how many times <laughs> in my life I've wanted to say like, I don't drink at all and label myself as yes. someone who doesn't drink because that is comforting oh, and yeah. it's easy to explain and all of those things. And it's easy for me, like no decisions, no decisions anymore, but I've resisted it because I'm trying always to live in a label-free place mm-hmm. and have a drink if I feel like it and 99.999% of the time, <laughs> not have no. one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I totally understand and totally feel very similarly. And I think that, you know, to say that there isn't something in my life that doesn't numb that experience of being with myself, that would be a lie. Of course, there are things that are barriers. Of course, there are things that I've built into my life that allow me to look away. Probably it's working too much, you know, or, you know, kind of doing things that aren't really um, elevating myself or my business. They're kind of just busy work. And that can sometimes give me the excuse of not focusing on the things that do require my attention or the things that are inside of me trying to come out. And for a lot of people, that's alcohol. But it, there's no judgment because it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. For some people, it's it's other drugs. For some people, it's relationships and sex. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. What matters is just that you have a conversation with it, that you're okay with saying, like, I'm using alcohol to not think about or to not feel or to, because in this experience right now, like I don't want to look at it. It's it, the more that you can be transparent with yourself and the more that you can look at your shit, the less shit there is to look at. It dissipates awareness, almost dissipates everything because it, once you shine the light on it, there can be no darkness, right? Once you're understanding what you're doing, you sometimes you feel a little bit more comfortable going into the darkness. And what most people are feeling when they're numbing it is just that they don't want to look at it. But you know, like once you look at it, it so easily can be dissipated. Yeah. It's just the fear of looking at what it might be. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so good to get clear on what it is that you that you use to distract yourself, to numb yourself. Mm-hmm. I have all sorts of things yeah. that are not alcohol, but yeah, <laughs> working too hard, you know, like shopping, certain food, shopping websites, shopping, yeah. restaurant, oh, grocery shopping for me, yeah. like getting lost in Whole Foods and spending hundreds totally. of dollars. Like that is definitely an outlet for me. And it's not something, you know, that I should be doing as much as I do. So it's just good to be aware of right. things. But the process serves itself and it's it's okay to be wherever you are. That is the whole point of all of this conversation is that like, no matter what, you can't mess this up. Yeah. You're doing your journey as you and that is perfect. 
whether you think that you're, you know, there's no right or wrong. There really isn't. And if you can kind of like get away from labeling your decisions as such and your food as such and where you are in life as such, and then you just become more comfortable with being you. And, and then I think what happens from there is that you can actually begin expressing that which you are more comfortably in whatever way you're inspired to, whether that's, you know, through gardening or through sharing your story on a blog or a podcast or art, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So nice. I love the non-judgmental vibes emanating from you about <laughs> everything, about every journey, every potential path. I love it. Who the hell are we to judge, Jordan? Yeah. Really? Well, I know. Like, as humans, like, certainly there are beings above us, right? Yeah, certainly there are. there are, like, experiences beyond this that are just looking at this experience saying, like, wow, how interesting it is to be in that physical body, getting to experience, like, what they're experiencing. Yeah. Your listeners are going to think I'm crazy. No, they're pretty <laughs> they used are. to it. If they think you're crazy, they think I'm crazy, too. <laughs> and a lot of them are are into this kind of stuff. I wanted to, so you said you have a boyfriend and I I love that. And um, (laughs) I love love. I'm like such a hopeless romantic. And I know, I mean, this has been something for me in my life. And then also a lot of people listening, how to balance. So first of all, is your boyfriend into this spiritual stuff? Yes, in his own way, absolutely. Okay, yes. So mm-hmm. mine too, yes. Jonathan. He's, he's definitely <laughs> into it in his own way. In other ways, he thinks I'm so out there that I might as well be living on a different planet because yes. we have differences, yes. which is great, the balance. But how? what would be like your advice for people listening who might be in a relationship with someone who who doesn't get what they're what they're into spiritually that's a great question and I love it and what I found is that this exploration of spirituality if it is something that you are pushing on someone else it's because you're not really experiencing it yet. You haven't really gone into the depths of what that really means to have a spiritual conversation with yourself and to be your own in your own right. And so what happens I find in relationships is that it makes us feel more comfortable if we can have someone see our side, but that's really not a part of the process. And so what's helped me is understanding that this is my journey and my choice in a, in the way in which I choose to learn it and the way that I choose to experience that. And spirituality does not stop at, you know, this spiritual conversation. It's a connection to everything beyond our physical life. And so that is that includes every decision. That includes every experience. And so, again, like, how could I impart that onto someone else? That would be robbing them of their experience of this experience of spirituality, right? Yes, so, 100%. So I think like um, just continuously tuning in, why are you doing this? Is it comfortable for you? Are you doing something that is that feels right? Because if you are, you don't need someone else to approve of it. I love that. I'm totally with you. I think there's always that kind of feeling, at least for me, of if I'm really excited about something, mm-hmm. like yeah. the first time <laughs> that I knew I was channeling or the mm-hmm. first time that I really had 
just an out there experience Mm -hmm. of seeing like a face morphing thing, which was amazing, which we'll have to talk about. I was running back to Jonathan like, listen to how cool this is. And he's just like, I can't totally wrap my head around (laughs) it, but cool for you. And I think for me, there's not so much of a desire for him to to accept it because he does because he loves me. But more of like, get excited about this. Like the world is so amazing and there's so much to open our Mm -hmm. eyes to. But of course, everyone's on their own path and kind of looking for different things in Mm -hmm. in terms of living their happiest life. So I'm totally with you. And another part of that too is that I definitely have people in my life that I do that do feel the same way about many things that I can express and talk to about this type of thing with. So I've I've definitely not put that pressure and burden on Mm -hmm. him to be the person Mm -hmm. that I'm like, Wendy Kennedy and the Palladians, listen to this light activation because at that point he's just like, "Mm, he's like, I'm not for me at this moment. You know, with you, and I'm totally fine with that. But you know, I my co-host on on my podcast, her name's Amberly. She's someone that I've gone through this a lot of this journey with as well. There are many other healers at my wellness center above the juice bar that. We have this conversation as well. And, you know, I think that, again, like the more you're connected to yourself, the more that you express yourself authentically, the people who are in line with that vibration start entering your life so that yes. you can find that connection and that conversation that you're seeking. I completely agree with you. I love that you just said all of that because I'm always thinking to myself how important it is not to put that pressure onto a specific someone, whether it be him or whether it be like, a family member or anybody to be everything that that you need. Of course, you're going to find that in your whole surroundings of people, which is important. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that so much lately. So I love that you said it. Yeah. I love that you brought it up. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the Palladians, because I don't get to talk to that many people about this. That is one yeah. thing that is just... Back to the aliens, Yes, Jordan. I know. Back to the aliens. So explain to people listening... Mm-hmm. Who are the Palladians and how did you ever get acquainted with them? Hmm. So let's see. How did I start getting connected? I would say I think that that we were having a money manifestation course at my space at Raw Republic. And that is when Amberly and I began becoming friends and she had had a session with Wendy Kennedy, who's the channeler of the Pleiadians. And at the same time, I was interested in becoming certified in an energy healing modality so that I could offer it in the wellness center as well. So together we did um, reconnective healing training. Um, and the, the person who teaches that healing is someone who talks a lot about Pleiadians as well. Who teaches it? Um, his name is Dr. Eric Pearl, and he created the process of the reconnection, which is basically just um, tuning you into a vibrational frequency so that you can feel it. You can bring it into the physical and impart it on someone else. That sounds amazing. I know. Sounds like Reiki, or is it different? It's, well, it's it's all frequency. Reiki has a specific process, and the reconnection is very open to using your intuitive guidance for the movement of the practice. So it's very... I would say that the um, the information that comes through is probably very similar. It's just practiced in a different way. But I think that was kind of the time where I was beginning to 
be open to, well, actually I'm all, I, like, I would say if I'm anything, I'm very open-minded. So, as, so as soon as I hear something that seems kind of off base, that's like what I'm tuning into normally. And so it answers the question, what is there beyond? And it begins playing into like the possibilities when you hear people who channel this information. For me, it resonated as true. And so I was able to continue to tune into the information, whether it was through someone channeling it or whether it was through like a channeled book or something like that, or practice like energy healing um, through the reconnective healing. You know, when I showed up there for the first time, I, I could feel that a part of my physical body was opening. My chakras were opening. I was laughing. Like there were just signs that there was an opening and an access through, through this vibrational conversation, through energy and, and thus like through something beyond us. And so I researched a lot through books. I've researched a lot of Wendy Kennedy's channelings. And so, yeah, the Palladians are, you know, if we have to define in words, we would say that they're an alien collective because they're not, obviously, we don't see people walking around who call themselves Palladians. However, we may all be a collection of genetic makeup of many different alien groups, right? Like, what do we actually know is the thing, right? So when we start playing with that, the fact that we really don't know what we don't even know, we have no concept. And so what might be, what feels good of a possibility of what this whole existence might be. And for me, people who channeled the Palladians offered very um, viable and high frequency information that I could actually apply to my life. And yet there are some people who channel other beings like um, the council who I love as well, uh, which is another about the council. Yeah. There's, I mean, if you could imagine that we're on a world that is surrounded by nine planets with infinite numbers of galaxies around us. How could you think that we, we are it in terms of energy, right? So if we are opening our energetic field and saying, allowing information to come through, there's really no defining factor of what that information may be coming from or where that may be coming from. Um, and so that is the conversation of what all this channeling stuff is. You know, what I, what I tell a lot of my healers in the space and what I tell a lot of people that I, um, speak to about these types of things are if it feels joyful to you and expansive, it's information that you can utilize. And if it feels constrictive and, um, and something that just kind of makes you feel uncomfortable, it's maybe not the right information for you. And that's totally fine. Yes. Like me going down the rabbit hole watching alien documentaries that actually started to really scare me when I'm like at home alone (laughs) going to sleep at night thinking this is not a match for the way I want to feel. Right. I thought I would learn something and be Mm -hmm. excited about it, but I wasn't feeling those good positive vibes that I feel when I read about the Palladians and when I connect with people Mm -hmm. who channel the Palladians. It was like a terrifying, to me, terrifying documentary. Was about, it Corey Good? Um, it David was David Wilcox. No, it was what's the guy? Um, it's on Netflix right now. It's Disclosure? called Extra, Extraordinary. Extraordinary. It, or, I think that's what it's called. Rob 
Stamac? Oh, yes. Or Staminac? That really scared me. Okay, so yeah, it's like about alien abductions. Right. He recorded for years and then it shows him with all these like markings on him from being abducted in the middle (laughs) of the night. And I kid you not, I woke up with like these, like this weird like two kind of like scabby dots on my chest. And I don't... You sure it wasn't Hudson? It could totally have been Hudson. I definitely don't think I was abducted. I would know. I got a very, very good night's sleep of rest. Mm -hmm. And it could totally be Hudson. But that's my point is I shouldn't have watched that documentary because it it wasn't resonating with me and it was scaring me. And I don't want to feel scared like when I'm trying to fall asleep or when I think about this kind of stuff. And if there's anything I've learned from starting to research all of this channeling stuff and talk to people who channel and feeling like I channel myself at times, which is so cool. And I, I know you do too. It's not scary. Like it's all good. They're only bringing you good information. And if you're only getting good, positive information on how to live a happier life, it's also like channeling your spirit guides or people who have died or your higher self. They only want to make you better. It's not, they don't have bad things right, to say. Right, right. And that that does come with intention and I think a connection to the process of doing it, right? So yes. always when you are opening yourself energetically, you have to be clear about what you want that intention to be. How do you want this information to serve you? What do you want help with? Because at the end of the day, you are the authority and you are the decision maker. How are you going to play this out in your human life and your physicality? Are you going to just listen to someone else, whether it's, you know, an energy, uh, whether it's an ascended master, whether it's an, a Pleiadian group, an alien group? At the end of the day, you have to have a connection to the filter that makes you individually you so that you know what to do with that information and so that it feels right in your physicality. It has to feel good. And so if it doesn't, then you're off compass because all that's all we have is our emotions, right? As an individual, all we have as, as a guiding force is, is that feeling vibrationally and emotionally to gauge whether or not we should do something in my opinion, you know, and, and that, that conversation definitely gets subdued when there are many other people who, who are coming out as authorities on situations and matters and things like that, you know, like to be successful, you must do X, Y, Z and to be healthy, you must eat X, Y, Z. Like these, it's all coming back to full circle of where we began, which is that like, you are the deciding factor for your life. So what do you want to create? What feels amazing? And you are the person that can make that happen. Yes. Yes. No, totally. That's what it all comes back to. And it's when you think of it that way, like you have all the answers. We we don't have to be so worried about what other people are saying is the best way to live, the best way to eat, the best thing to believe in. Mm -hmm. We know. We have the answers. Right. So I want to ask you some questions that I ask everybody. It's kind of like rapid fire questions. Okay. So if you were a color, what color would you be and why? Pink is the first one that came to mind. You're so pink. I am? I see that. Yeah. I think I am. I love that. So, yep, that's what I'm going to go with. I love rose quartz. I love um, crystals and I love like salt rocks and things like that. So... I think that that's why that's my color. And it's also like kind of related to like those feminine chakras of orange and red. And so I'm 
very attracted to those colored foods too. Oh, interesting. Like what? Like sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes, um, papaya, carrots, um, nectarines and peaches right now. I'm really connected to like red foods, pinks and things like that. Pink is bubbly too. (laughs) I always think of like… I think I'm bubbly though. You're a lot more bubbly um, than I am. (laughs) Bubbly might not be the best word for you, but when I… Warm. You're warm. You might not be bubbly… I think that's accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Warm. Mm-hmm. That'll probably be the way for people to tell our voices apart is like, they're, I feel like they're quite similar. And then mine's just like a little more, but has the bubbliness. And yes. then you're very cool, calm, and collected. Thank you. Not always, but… Well, it's such a nice quality to have. Thank you. People like you make me feel grounded. And it actually makes it so much easier for me to have a conversation Mm -hmm. so I appreciate that thank you a lot so chocolate or vanilla chocolate definitely cacao is like a base of my diet right now the magnesium is really helpful for me it really helps to um, restore and calm me down and so chocolate all the way yes 100 Mm percent um home or traveling oh it has to be balanced. Mm-hmm. That's a 50-50 one. Yeah. And both are necessary. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And probably at different phases. Yep. Absolutely. Favorite crystal and why? Oh, man. Quartz is the one that just came to mind, probably because it's so versatile and because it's very um, focused in its capacity to move energy. So I can feel like it's almost laser-like when I'm practicing energy healing and so that having that sort of physicality to me just gives me that connection to it that I know that it's powerful and um, and useful. And it's also so versatile and beautiful, no matter like its shape or size. Yeah. I'll go with quartz. quartz the basic witch one. answer. <laughs> yes, yeah. totally. But I love it. <laughs> I mean, I have it sitting right next to you right now. It knew I love that you were all coming. these little friends. Yes. They're, they're, they're wonderful. Babes. They're so pretty. If you could give one wellness tip and just one to someone, what would it be? Uh, what is like my long-winded self trying not to say? <laughs> you can be long-winded. My one wellness tip is to be with yourself in a quiet place as often as possible and in a way that feels good to you. So not forcing you know, others practice of that connection, but just doing what feels good to you, whether that's journaling, whether that's listening to a song or being completely silent, but just having that experience with yourself as often as possible. That's my wellness tip. I love that your wellness tip has nothing to do with food or fitness. That's like so refreshing, especially from someone who owns a juice bar. Yep. I, you know, for a long time, I thought that I had to force the practice of juicing onto people in order for me to be successful. And that really put me into a box that didn't feel good. What feels so much better is the fact that I know that my juices are so nutrient dense and they're so vibrationally explosive and beautiful and wonderful and tasty and organic and nourishing, but not all are useful at the same time and not all are useful for everyone and not all are necessary every single day. I'd much rather have a client base that feels like they can interact with my product and, and with 
the things that I say in a way that feels good for them, not something that they're just listening to, to check something off of a list. I want it to be an inspired action when someone comes to my juice bar and something that continues to make someone feel that connection and that love and that, that vibrancy. That's amazing. I want to come so bad. Anytime. I've never been to New Orleans. You I will love it. it. It seems amazing. It's a very cool place and it often does get termed, you know, kind of the Sin City drinking capital, but there is so much energy there. There's so much to experience. It's just wonderful. I love it. It sounds it sounds so wonderful. And you have a place anytime. Yay, I'm going to have to come. Yes. So if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be? I knew that was the next question. And what came to <laughs> mind was intuitive. a jaguar. Even oh though gosh. I don't know why, I don't know why that came to mind, but that's going to be my answer. Why is that my answer? <sighs> I think that's my answer because the jaguar reacts quickly from a place of knowing what is best for it. It takes a lot of decisive action. It doesn't look back and it moves forward very powerfully in a way that kind of everyone has to just stand back and allow. And I yes. think that that's, that's how I'm trying to move my life forward in a way that I feel just feel so grounded and connected to my decisions because there's something that I believe in. That's so cool. That's, that is like, um, <laughs> since jaguars are kind of like a big cat, that's kind of how cats are. Yes. Like they and Hudson has taught me this. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked through animal communicators all mm-hmm. the time. And he constantly tells me to not act while I'm moving so fast, mm-hmm. but to to watch, like watch my prey as a cat or a jaguar would say, and then slowly act to make a decision based off of something that you know versus just like moving so fast, moving so fast and missing everything. So that's something that he taught me. Hudson is really wise. He's really wise. And look how comfortable he is Look right at now. him. Yep. Basking in the sun. All in his own energy. Happier than life. What are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? Oh my gosh. You're going to stump me because it's something different every single week. I've loved, I have loved listening to yours. They're so uplifting and so just charming and, and comfortable to listen to. It's such a, um, it, you're bubbly. So you can bring your, a vibration to a place of just happiness very quickly. So I love listening to you and hearing your voice. Let's see. What are some other ones that I've listened to? What I normally do is I, normally search my podcast based on guests that I'm interested in learning about. So I will listen to different ones all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's my friend, my friend Stassi has a podcast. It's called Straight Up with Stassi. I listen to Stassi's podcast. Sometimes I listen to one of my yoga teachers podcasts, which is called Life on Earth podcast. Cool. And we have a lot of similar viewpoints on things. Um, let me think if there's any other one that I like listening to. Sometimes people will send me episodes that I can just so appreciate and be immersed in. Um, I listen to another show called Beyond the Ordinary Show, but it's not a podcast. It's oh, on a cool. website. I like cool. that one a lot too. And I don't know, Jordan. I'm Those I'm going to be ones. upset if I like don't mention 
certain ones that I do tune into, but right now they're not coming to me. You can I listen to different later, ones and I can all put the it time. In the intro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I switch up all the time too. Yes. I have a different favorite every week. Yes. Which is good. There's so much variety out there. There's like amazing information. Tons. Yeah. Such good yeah. information. Mm-hmm. So tell us really quickly before we have to go about the basic witch super course because I'm super fascinated in it. It sounds amazing. The Basic Witch Super Course is a three-day intensive, which we're holding in New Orleans. So Amberly and I are co-hosting it. It's our second annual one. So we had another one in January. And what basically happens is we are tuning into our audience on an energetic level to, to gauge what's holding them back. So we all have that spirit inside of us, which sometimes we don't communicate with, which sometimes we don't listen to. And it's because there are blocks and barriers to reaching that point of access. And so we get our clients and our participants in this course to um, show up. And from there, we can see everything is very transparent and the blocks just kind of dissipate through the information, through the energetic frequency, through tuning into a higher vibrational standpoint, which reminds your physical body how to vibrate at that place. And so from there, you begin attracting those like opportunities of what you, of what you want, of that expansiveness. And, um, some of the people who came last time have started their own business. Some have ended relationships. Some have found new relationships. Some have moved. Some have been fired. And a lot of the times I can, I can always see that that's an incredible opportunity and something that they co-created to bring something better into their life. Always, um, inevitably, that is things that are not no longer working shift out after the course, and things that are intended for you begin revealing themselves. And it's through the process of education, through actually experiencing what energy healing feels like, through the conversation of spirituality, and a lot of focus on the practices of manifestation. So that's what it is, and it takes place at Raw Republic. So. People can experience the juices and have, you know, they have a discount all weekend. Um, It's in New Orleans during our most beautiful season, which is um, the fall and October. And my favorite month. I love fall so much. Me too. And um, so, yeah, it's October 20th through 22nd. And I'm happy to give a balanced blonde discount to anyone who signs up from hearing on the podcast. Just email us. the website for more information is info www.basicwitch.net or you can email us at info at basicwitch.net. Cool. We'll yeah. put that in the show notes so that people can find the website really easily. That's so nice of you. And I'm sure yes. there's so many people listening who who will come. Mm-hmm. I want to come. I looked at the dates. I have a wedding in Palm Springs, oh. but maybe next year yes. if it's an annual thing. Yes. It sounds so up my alley and so cool. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where like when you take the step to sign up, your life recognizes that you're doing something to create change and the powers that be just start helping you, helping to operate on your behalf of getting what you want. And so it starts from like the second you sign up. And I always encourage people to just recognize whether there's a call inside of you that feels that where this feels exciting and good. And from there, like you can't, you can't make a bad decision, whether it's signing up for my course or someone else's. Yes. 
no, I'm totally with you. Once you sign up for something like that, it's like the universe meets you at that place. And that's when manifesting can become like, like the snap of a finger. So simple and things just become very clear. Yeah. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yay. Well, I could talk to you for obviously days on end. Likewise. So many other things I want to learn from you. And I know that you'll probably be back soon. I can feel it. So we'll have you back for sure. And tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me at Raw Republic in New Orleans. It's my juice bar located on Magazine Street. The Wellness Center is upstairs. You can find me on Instagram at Sheena Manina. (laughs) Yes, that's my (laughs) real name. I love Um, that it rhymes. Or via Raw Talk with Sheena, which is on iTunes. Yes, listen to her podcast, guys. It's so good. Her co-host and her are awesome and It's so conversational, which is my favorite kind of podcast, but full of information and full of this kind of stuff. So if people listening like this kind of stuff, then get over there (laughs) and health and wellness and just a really, really good outlook on food, Mm -hmm. fitness, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yay. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Jordan. You're so cool. You're awesome. 